Hi, friends. This is episode five of The Trust. I hope your Thanksgiving weekend went well. If you're like most of us, you probably got into an argument over the weekend. That's what this episode is about. What do we do after we say angry words to someone? I'm excited because we have a guest with us today. So stay tuned to hear what she can teach us about handling conflict after the conflict. Let's get going. You're listening to The Trust, the podcast of the SDDC Unit Ministry Team. I'm your host, Brad Cattleman, and we are glad you have joined us today. I hope this energizes you, edifies you, and may you experience God's blessings. The leftover turkey is hopefully gone by now. You've polished off the last bites of the cranberry relish, the mashed potatoes and the green bean casserole disappeared last weekend, and you're left with your memories of Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving weekend this year? If you're like the majority of Americans this past weekend, you got together with family, you enjoyed some roasted turkey, you watched a football game, you fattened up on pumpkin pie, and of course, you got into an argument. In a humorous but poignant article published in 2015, CNN listed off the 11 most common things that families argue about. Here's just a few of them. When to eat. What to do before you eat. How to cook the turkey. The stuffing, the potatoes, the cranberry sauce. Whether to have the television on or not. And of course, politics. You name it. And it's probably been an argument at someone's table over Thanksgiving. Maybe it was at your table. Most folks seem to argue it's almost an inevitability when you surround a Thanksgiving table with the likes of your conservative, outspoken Aunt Bessie and your liberal, outspoken cousin Jim's wife. Add in some political times that are uh, exciting, to say the least, and you fuel it with a little dessert wine, and you have all the ingredients for a drag-out, knockdown match. Well, Thanksgiving is over. And like the overbaked stuffing, the dry turkey, and the Dallas Cowboys playbook, it's too late to go back and change what happened. But Christmas is coming. We're going to gather again with our families, and there's a big, fat chance you'll get another opportunity to argue it out. But I want to offer some help. I wanted to share with you a story from which I think we can all learn. And I've brought on a guest. Many of you, especially if you those stationed here at Scott, know her. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Dr. Tara Jones. And where do you work? I work in the office of the Inspector General. I've been in the IG office for... About 19 years now. About two months ago, Dr. Jones shared a story with me at our Tuesday lunchtime Bible study group. We were looking at a passage from James. It was James 1, 19 through 20 and verse 26. It reads like this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. And so we were looking at this passage and we were talking about what it means to be slow to speak and slow to anger. And Dr. Jones offered a story of something she'd recently encountered. It was August. 
she was getting her daughter registered for the eighth grade. And I had a very long day, a very pressing day at work, and I really wasn't feeling my best. And as I'm sure many of us can relate to in a situation like this, Dr. Jones had left one piece of paper at home. So her daughter's file wasn't ready for the registration. And to top it all off, after a long day at work, she had to bring the paper in person. She saw the principal and she asked why her daughter's file wasn't ready. And the principal responded, Well, did you do what you needed to do? You know, did you sign in or did you bring this documentation? But the combination of a long work day, missing paperwork, and wasted time set off Dr. Jones. I just was really short with her. I, I, I snapped and said something that was really inappropriate. And it really wasn't what I said, but it was my tone. I said, well, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have what I needed. The principal looked at her and they went on with their business. But something just didn't sit right with Dr. Jones. And so I continued the process, getting my daughter pre-registered. And then I go back home. And on my way home, I'm just like, I really shouldn't have talked to the principal in that fashion. She simply asked me a question. And even if I didn't agree with the fact that I had to come back to the school, I still could have handled it in a better way. So I get home, <laughs> get, go, go through the uh, garage. I go and I lay on my bed and it was just bothering me. So to the point I said, I can't go through the night, you know, in this house and not go back and apologize to the principal. Then Dr. Jones did something that's really admirable, took a lot of courage and a lot of character. And I really respect her for this. And this is where I think we can learn our greatest lesson. So I got out the bed, you know, put my shoes on, told my daughter that I'll be back. And I went right back to the school and I asked to speak with the principal and she met with me. And right away, I didn't make any excuses for my behavior. I told her simply, you know, what I said to you and my tone was wrong. I apologize. I was out of order. Will you please forgive me? And uh, she looked at me with a sigh of relief and she gave me a hug and she said, I understand. And I just had to remind her, you know, I had no excuse. There is no excuse. Even if I had a bad day, there's still a way that you talk to people and you treat them with dignity, dignity and respect and courtesy. We embraced each other. I went back home and I was able to rest and I've moved on so I don't keep visiting. Uh, that, that, that emotion because I was able to release it that day. And not only was the experience good for the principal, it had a huge impact upon Dr. Jones. At that moment, I did not feel any more condemnation. I didn't feel any embarrassment about what I had done because I was able to handle the issue right away. I didn't carry it and I didn't allow it to fester. And I just felt the immediate sense of freedom. This could have been a really awkward experience that both Dr. Jones and the principal regretted. We have a really good relationship. We see each other, we speak, we embrace, and um, she's really gone out, out of her way to, to help my daughter. So we, we've actually developed a really uh, positive relationship. Wow, what a great story from which we can learn. When you say something you shouldn't, when you get into an argument that's pointless or provides no fruit to your life, when you get into that Thanksgiving argument with your family member, and when you have that nagging feeling after you said something, we should all model our lives like Dr. Jones. She provides us a great example of how to be humble, seek forgiveness, and apologize. Friends, we don't know how our Christmases are going to be. 
We don't know how the parties are going to be or the many dinners, but we know this, God loves you and it's never too late to apologize. God bless you all. This episode was produced by me, Chaplain Brad Cattleman. A huge thanks to Dr. Tara Jones for sharing that awesome story with us. We appreciate her candor and her honesty and her willingness to help all of us be better with her story. A big shout out to our voice of the Bible, superlative John Arell. We are trusted professionals, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is The Trust. Have an awesome week and an excellent holiday season. Thank you.